Welcome to This Way, Alice. The Rabbit Hole Chronicles. We're glad you're back and we'd like you to just sit back now and relax and enjoy the show. And you don't even have to sit back. You can listen to us as you go about your day as we explore some shallow and some deep rabbit holes. So, this way, Alice. Yeah, so we're still at home here. We're recapping um, our trip to Minnesota. We're kind of going back now. and um, so Reminiscing. Yeah, reminiscing. So we want to take you back to the first day that Tina arrived. I had been there already for a couple weeks. and uh, But they... I flew in on a one-way ticket on a big bird, big old jet <laughs> airliner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tina. It carried you... me too far away. It was almost like somebody. It was almost like a flashback to the '60s or something. Like somebody who had never flown before. And yeah, I tend to get in my moods where I get like, I don't know what's happening. Kind of Forrest Gumpish. I won't go that far. Yeah, I will. Uh, you can, but I won't. I, you know, just a typical, you know, nervousness before flying. Yeah, um, like I mean, really, how many conversations did we have? And you were so okay. Should I bring this? And should I bring what? I can't bring that. I can't. You know, what if they? What if they take that from me? And what yeah, if yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah. goodness, woman, you got to yeah, get well, out more. I, well, because I haven't flown since 2016. That's crazy. Um, so away, away I go. My husband gets me to the airport, and. Uh, I'm on Southwest. I love Southwest. Oh, yeah. Now all the things are coming back to me. Uh, first time flying Southwest, so the whole lineup by the number, the numbers and everything. And uh, Yeah. I love that system, though, because you just line up according to what number you checked in as. You know, it gives you a, a number when you do your check-in on your boarding pass. And then you just, when it's your turn, you stand up there, you line up, you get on the plane, you sit in the first available seat or whatever you want, and there's none of that, you yeah. know. And I guess that's that's what was the un, great unknown for me, because I, when I travel, I always have an assigned seat. Mm -hmm. I usually get up there right at the beginning and try to get on. I, you know, I, I don't. I, I like to get you out of your comfort zone a little. Too. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I, I'm... I'm a creature of habit. Yeah, you are. But um, so anyway, so I got out there and I landed and I. Oh, no, no, no. Go back to the TSA. Oh, yeah. TSA at uh, Reagan <laughs> National Airport. So, yeah. of course, I'm, you know, I'm just about as, you know, pared down as I can be. Like, I don't really have anything on me. No jewelry, no nothing. And I go through the full body scanner as I was requested to do because I don't have a problem doing that. And uh, walk through, and uh, guy says, uh, we need to check your ankles. <laughs> check as in check them, or <laughs> take a look at them. So a lady came over, put her gloves on, and proceeded to lift up my pant leg and rub my ankles. Her all bare ankles. You didn't bare, have socks on. I had no socks on. She's and, rubbing her bare ankles. And truth be known, I had not shaved my legs either. <laughs> uh, but she had gloves on, of course, so she didn't know that unless she saw it. But anyway. <laughs> you shredded her gloves with yeah, your nubs. They just, yeah, they just ripped them right apart. <laughs> but she proceeded to go, I would say, all the way from my ankle. She gave those a good going round. <laughs> <laughs> and then she went up mid-calf. Oh, my God. And, and kind of paused. 
And at this point, I'm feeling like Tom Sawyer, you know, because uh, I got, you know, my pant legs up by my knees. And uh, I'm just like, this is kind of strange. Yeah. And uh, so moved on. So then uh, after that, I suffered that indignity. Really? I. Um, we got to write a letter. No. I don't Come on, let's. No. You're into that. Causing a <laughs> stink. It's not causing a stink. It's but anyway, because because Lori had told me the best thing to do is just take one carry on. I had all of my possessions for this trip in one carry on, and uh, was very good. I didn't bring any liquids at all, at all. I had made a decision that we were going to swing by Target, the home of uh, Minnesota is the home of Target. You betcha. So I wanted to swing by a Minnesota Target and get all my essentials that I would need, Uh uh, you know, toiletry wise. Uh, but I'm standing there waiting for my carry-on to clear the scanner, and it wasn't clearing. And I stood there, and I stood there, and I stood there, and I stood there. And people who had been standing before me got their bag, and away they went. Well, finally, a guy picked up my bag and just held it above his head, and I just gave him a signal, yeah, that's me. And he pointed to go over to this other little station, so I did. And a Nice, nice chubby little TSA agent came over. Ankles and your bag get yeah. checked. Wow. And, uh, well, at least I didn't have a summer sausage in my bag <laughs> like I did the time I flew to Maine. Oh and I was God. taking a summer sausage, a shelf-stable summer sausage with me. And that had to Beef. look interesting on the It did banner. because she opened my bag right in front of right in front of everybody <laughs> and she held it up. And I said, oh, that's just a summer sausage. <laughs> and it went down. You know, it, it went down right. fine, and, and uh, she just swabbed it with something, and she said, okay. All um, right, so back to this trip. What yeah, did he find in trip, your bag? He found absolutely nothing. He pawed around, and I said, if you dig a little bit, uh, to myself, of course, if you dig a little bit further, you're going to get into my uh, unmentionables there, because I had them tucked around my other clothes. <laughs> and he, I mean, he squirreled around there quite a bit, yeah. but he came up with nothing. He asked me, he says, is there anything in here that's going to poke prod or uh, something? Me? And I said, no. Prick. Prick. Yeah. I said, no, no, nothing like the that. The three Ps. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> very bizarre. It's almost like they yeah. they just wanted to get to know me better. <laughs> because, you know, and I, well, I had, you know, to be honest, I hadn't been in an airport in quite some time. So. I'm glad you came. I mean, you weren't very ruffled about it. I, that's good. I was. I thought you'd be a lot more. Panicked and you know oh, sweating no, it. Oh God, and... no! Oh, you don't, Lori. Come on now. No. Yeah, no, the way you get all ruffled over things. And... No, no, not not when it comes to our security and safety. <laughs> because safety <laughs> is my number one priority in life oh, and on this podcast. Yeah, so okay. no, I don't mind safety issues, and all maybe right. they deemed me a, a safety threat. I don't know. Yeah, you kind of could be. I, yeah. I kind of look a little odd. Yeah. But, but it was a smooth, everything went pretty smoothly. Everything went fine. I went to Chicago Midway, sat there for like 45 minutes to an hour, yep. and then got on. And then sure enough, it dumped me right out in the terminal at... Uh, terminal uh, 2 in Minneapolis, which yeah. is the smaller terminal. Yep. So it makes it such a breeze to pick people up. And yep. to just even if I like flying in there, too, because you can just hop across the street and you're to the rental car place and you're out of there. And Lori told me where she was going to be, and I went out and squinted around looking for her and i said oh i think i see the subaru i think i see that subaru the subaru was waiting and then i was on a whirlwind adventure you betcha Lori took me to every single house she lived in growing up yeah because she grew up 
very, very close. I mean, I would say right across the road from the airport. Yeah, yeah. We were right across. And, I mean, the planes would go over. We Actually, right, the Navy base is right there, too. It used to be. I don't know if it still is. I don't think so. And um, anyway, we were right at, at the end of our street. You could go up and watch the sailors marching back and forth. And and you, and you said your dad often would uh, tell the story of when the plane crashed. Yeah, the yeah. There was a bad plane crash that a couple blocks over killed a lot of several families and what year was or that? parts of the families um oh god i don't know it must have been in the 50s oh 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 before you were born yeah before i was born but oh. yeah he had been fishing at lake nokomis with a, a couple of the kids in, and then also had brought some of the neighbor kids and i think one of the kids that came with him fishing that day lost his family oh, when that happened yeah but anyway yeah so i took her to that house that was the first house um, that I grew up in. And then we moved to a bigger house um, right across the street from a school. So, I, And my brother still lives in that house. And that's in South Minneapolis, too. And we drove by Amy's. Yeah, we went by my sister Amy's house. She didn't come out. But no, I wasn't peeking out the window either. No, no, we didn't see her peeking in the window. But I wanted to go into the backyard, but Lori said that might be dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't it. do that uninvited. But anyway, we um, then I took her over to show her all the schools that I attended and the junior high, the high school. And right by my junior high is where my dad was born in the house and uh, his family lived and his, my grandparents built that house. And then down the alley from them was where my mom grew up. They only lived like four houses from each other. And uh, she came there when she was four or fourth grade. And uh, yeah. yeah, then took her over to Roosevelt High School where I went to school. And uh, yeah, we did a whole whirlwind tour. Then we went down the street to Bill's. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, because that's yeah. the highlight of any, for me anyway. I love Bill's Chinese. Bill's Chow Mein. Bill's Garden. What is it? Bill's something. Well, it garden. should be called Bill's Celery. <laughs> Tina wasn't ready for it. Now, Tina's never had Chow Mein from Minnesota. Minnesota Chow Mein is. Mainly celery. celery, yeah. Which was, and I told her, I said, "Look, this is just a Thanksgiving dinner. You got those hard noodles, which is like the stuffing. Once yeah. it gets softened up, yeah. You got your chicken, yeah, and you got your celery. It was, it, it's delicious. I love that chow mein. And Bill's makes the best wontons. Oh yeah, those the really cream good. cheese yeah. wontons. You we could had those left over for. for breakfast, and we yeah, the next yeah, day or, yeah. I could eat those every day. We, we so whenever I go to Minnesota, I probably go to Bill's. Um, probably at least three, four times while I'm there because I can't get it here. You can't get chow mein like that here. You can make it, Lori, for God's sake. No, I know, but it's not like Bill's. It's oh, just different. Oh, I think you can get pretty damn close to and what And, you know, we ate. that place has been there since I was a kid. I know. It's the memory that yeah. makes it taste good. And my dad used to go there, get chow mein, bring it home. Everybody eat chow mein. Yeah. So, anyway. That was her first. Oh, and we went to, um, we went around the whole city. We went down by Lake Street. We went to. We didn't go to George Floyd. Yeah, we went to George Floyd Memorial that day. That same day? Yeah. Okay. We drove down there, checked out the memorial, and then we headed out to the suburbs where the oh, Airbnb was. Did we go to Lake Minnehaha that day? Oh, I Minnehaha mean, uh, Falls. Minnehaha Falls. No, that was another day. We'll talk about that, though, because that's a beautiful place. Yeah. But anyway, so we just wanted to kind of recap Tina's first day.
So uh, Fort Snellinglore, that's a... Uh, yeah, it's a biggie. It's a quite a... Uh, it has a lot of historical significance. Yep. And um, I know you know the history much better than I, so maybe you can just give us a brief overview of what well, it's all about. I don't know if I want to get into too much of the history, but I mean, it's a, it's a major fort that was right on um, the Mississippi River. The well, actually, yeah, where the Mississippi and Minnesota right. rivers come together. Right. And it was a huge... Um, factor back in the day like especially with fur trading and right. fur is the old oil yeah definitely yeah. i think you say that later in the i think i do yeah but anyway um <clears throat> yeah so early on it was you know before there were wars and things like that it was used for trading and things like that and then eventually it got you know it was a big spot for uh the civil war mm -hmm. the war between the native americans and there was a big war in Minnesota. 1862, right? Yeah. Anyway, so we went out there with my sister Amy, and we had a great day. It was nice weather. We had a perfect, well, a little hot, but it was, um, so and we, before we, we even got there, we had a nice time at the cafe. Yeah. Even yeah, though it was a little spendy. Had, mm -hmm. A little spendy, but the coffee was good. The pastry was good. Right. Got and then we went to, um, well, when we, when we got there, we went into the main building, and I'm not going to get too much into that because it's mainly gift store and some, you know, things you can look around. But then when we got out to the fort, the first thing we did was go into these barracks. And um, there was a young man there, a guide, who was... Very, very good guide. He's got a great future in... Uh, he does. ...in being a, a docent or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, and I wish we would have got his name. I can't remember his name, but he agreed to be on the podcast. So we um, recorded, some, recorded of some of his presentation about the barracks, and then we went on to play baseball. They had a big um, demo for how they used to play baseball at the fort, and so I got involved in that a little bit, went out and played a game with a bunch of the kids that came, and, and so we're going to go ahead and share that part with you now. It's a little bit long, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. There's a lot of little tidbits in there that... You know, our gems, hidden gems. Hidden gems. So listen up and enjoy. This is our first excerpt of um, our trip to Fort Snelling. Okay. Again, this is a, a reconstructed military barracks for families. Um, you know, it, a lot of people think mostly of the lives of enlisted soldiers here at Fort Snelling, which makes sense, but uh -huh. soldiers who had wives and children could live here as well. Um, how many were, on average would be married? Yeah, so how many were married is not entirely clear to me. What I can oh. tell you is that uh, from the uh, total population of the fort, between about 1850 and 1900, about 20% of the population were women. Um, oh. So, you know, like one in every five, it was a major part of the population here. Um, many of these soldiers' wives were working mothers as well. Okay. Um, so the law in the you know early 19th century, 1820s, um, when the fort was first built, required that women living at forts had to hold employment here, right? So they had to have jobs. And there were one of three major jobs that women could hold. Um, it could be a domestic servant for the officers, yeah. um, a hospital matron, which was essentially someone who handled the hospital's laundry, or a laundress, which was more general laundry duties. How glamorous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's why we have the laundry demonstration set up out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to come back for that. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. We just kind of talk about the actual work of doing it. It's very interactive. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. So these are the toys that kids have. Kids would have toys. You can see the hearth there that was set up for cooking and for heat. Uh -huh. um, again, it could be cramped quarters. Uh, there could be sometimes multiple families living in a space like this. 
Uh, laundresses' quarters were often down by the river, uh, which is where they got their water from for their work, so it would make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, There's, these little dolls that are here, were those original or those are... That's all. It, it, this is entirely a, a reconstructed oh, space. Oh, okay. Basically. So nothing they, is original. There, there are uh, four original buildings. Um, so the commanding officer's house at the far end, um, the officer's quarters, which is the long building right next to it, the hexagonal tower or the south battery, uh-huh. um, and the round tower. That, that, that I'm sure you passed by. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those okay. are the four original structures. And the chapel, was the chapel part of the fort, or was that built many years yeah, that, later? Yeah, that was later. I think that was, that was 20th century. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I believe so, yeah. There's a gentleman uh, named Tom walking around with a large like, kind of straw hat, uh, my supervisor, actually. He's great for, like, specific questions about, like, okay. that kind of Okay, great, so great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Absolutely. That was really interesting. Oh, we we were actually baptized at the chapel. Oh, at Fort Snelling. Her and I, yeah. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Definitely got a connection. So we do. That's what we're here for, making connections. Of course. Well, <laughs> any questions about this space? Uh, again, we're doing laundry pen, or about 20 minutes, I think. So. Okay, okay. and they're going to do the baseball thing, or are they waiting yeah, for Yeah, they're supposed to do that at noon. Um, there's not a baseball? you like to come join us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to play. <laughs> All right, we're going to the baseball right. demo. And they're getting oh. up just for us. Oh, Look at this. Yeah, that's what's Look at this. We have an audience for you. Video. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're gonna head down here. This is the best job ever to just be able to go out and play baseball a couple times a day. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. We do a podcast. Do you mind if we record at all? It's okay if you don't. But you know, I've never had anyone ask me that question. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think that's a good sign. Let's roll, let's roll with it then. Let's, let's just roll with it. Huh? Just rabbit holes we go down. <laughs> yeah, just that's, random no, things. No, it's on Spotify. Okay, and Anchor. Cool. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, This Way, Alice, The Rabbit Hole Chronicles. Well, I'm going to have to look it up. You do, yeah. Yeah, we got some good stuff. Yeah, we have a little... Uh, social group we all get together and um, I've, I've nominated the rabbit to be our um, mascot as going oh my god so another yeah. yeah another connection we are making connections here at Fort Snelling well, all right we've got more audience yeah. hi come on up on the porch and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball and then we'll give you a chance to go and play all right we got a bunch of kids we got a bunch of what town do you live in Blaine. Blaine. From Blaine, Minnesota. Good. That's your outfit that we were going to dress up. What's that? Yeah, we wanted to dress up. but. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about baseball here in just a second. It's like a beaver tail. It does kind of. Wow, that's a good observation. So, welcome to Historic Fort Stanley. My name is Pete, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about baseball, and then we'll give you a chance to play. But it's not exactly the same kind of baseball that you might be familiar with. Now, raise your hand if you've played baseball before. Okay, you know all the rules, or most of them. Yep. Yes. Uh, you recognize it, yeah. The U.S. Army has had a long relationship with baseball. Organized sports, but baseball in particular. Okay. 100 years ago in the 1920s, about a half mile from us, that way there was a big giant baseball field and the soldiers played all the time. You go back to the Civil War and soldiers on both sides were playing baseball. Okay, not exactly the same, but they were playing it. Hell, even up till today, U.S. Army loves for their soldiers to engage in organized sports and activities. Can anyone think of any reasons why? What is it about sports or baseballs 
that the army says, yeah, we should have our soldiers do that. Training? Oh, that's a very yeah, good answer. Good answer. What do you have to do to play baseball? Do you just stand around and do nothing? No. What do you have to do? Oh, it's moving your body around. Moving your body around? Do you have to run? Yeah. You have to throw? Yes. You have to catch? Yes. Are those things that are easy or do you have something you have to learn how to do? Learn. You have to learn? Okay. When you're on a team, you have to work together, right? You think the army wants their soldiers to work together? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Working like a soldier, you have to follow a leader. Someone has to be in charge, you have to be a coach. All that good stuff, okay? And, and, and is it fun? Yes. Yeah, well, I think it is. Maybe you like soccer, what's your favorite sport? Basketball, sure. Soldiers played all sorts of different sports, but baseball was kind of the primary one. Primary one. Because it's fun. What? Well, there's an airport over there. That's why. So baseball, the game that we know it today, evolved from a whole bunch of different sports. It didn't just suddenly pop into existence. Uh, people in America kind of took rules from one game and rules from another game and squished them all together, and soon we had baseball. And it took a number of years to get it to be what we realize it as today. So we're going to play a version. Are we doing rounders? Whatever you want to do. Well, let's do rounders. Let's make it really hard. Okay. We're going to do a very early Whatever you want to do. That's not very disciplined. No, uh, we are called right. rounders. It's today, it's, it's a reenactment. Now you have to hit the ball and you have to run, and we have to try and get you out. But there's a couple different ways that we can do that. I'm gonna um, so if you hit the ball and it flies through the air and someone catches it, I recognize that. That's an out. Yep. If we tag you, you're out. Okay. If you hit the ball and it flies through the air and it bounces once and the outfielder catches it with one bounce. That's still an out. Wow. Yeah, that's a little bit different. Things have changed. Okay. If you're running the bases <laughs> after you hit the ball, I can underhand throw the ball at you, and if I hit you with it, then you're out. Yeah. No, it's not a hard ball. Oh, I it's can't wait different. to play. <laughs> we'll be very careful. Wait. Huh? Well, no one gets the pitch, so we do have some safety rules, okay? And the other big thing is, okay, how many bases are there in baseball? Three. Four. Well, there's four. <laughs> Home, first, second, third, and fourth. In our version of rounders, you have to run the opposite direction. You have to run clockwise. Okay? So if we're standing here I do like to show up at these things. First base is over there. Second base. Third base. Third base. Third base. No, well, normally I try to I read up on when stuff before I come just to try to stump the guy. Okay. No. But so some no. safety rules. No stealing of bases. No throwing the ball hard. No one gets to pitch except for... One of the employees, just for safety reasons. Yes. The bat is flat, like you see, and that's just because of the way that the So it looks like a cricket then. mallet. And I want you to be very, 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 very careful after you hit the bat or hit the ball, don't throw the bat. We don't want anyone to get hit. Okay? Just set it down and then run to first base. Sound good? Yeah. Which is really so third base. Which is really third base, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you all get a chance to bat once or Why twice. Uh, there is no prize. You do not win anything. We're just going to do this for fun. You get sorry. Right? We could make That's this right. interesting. All right, if you're interested in playing, why don't you come up and stand on the grass over here? Yeah. All right, wait a minute. I'm not. All right, I'll play. Take over the what podcast. What do I do? Um, well, you just have well, well, turn it out. If you want to no talk po- about, no maybe point. you want to do a play-by-play play while I'm out there. Well, but the kids will be there first. Oh, God. All right. 
<laughs> That's just wasting battery. Uh, we can't even talk now because I can be the only one talking. You're going to have to talk by signals. Okay, good news. No fall balls and no strikes. Okay, Lori's heading out to third base, which is first base. Who's on first? Who's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? Who's at home? I can't believe she's out there. I can't believe she's doing it. She must have had a nip. My God. Oh no, because I'll mess up the podcast if I do anything. I'll off, you know, off script. Guys, getting the balls out of the bucket. Lori's out there, out in the field. You got a little girl up at bat. A lot of, a lot of people in the outfield. That's a hit. The other way. Oh, it's backwards. Okay. Lori's saying batter, batter, batter. It's awful. Oh no, that little boy is is eagle. No strikes. Oh, good hit. Good hit. Good hit. Oh, oh. Oh, that was close. He's out. Uh oh. Oh, safe. He's safe. My luck, I'd hit the darn ball and break a window over there. I'd have to stay and work off in the laundry. <laughs> oh, who is? Who is? Oh, almost. Oh, 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 God, Lori. Leave those kids alone. She's teasing these these kids. Nail that thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Good, good, good. She did it. Casey. Oh, a little too late on that swing. Swing. Oh. 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 Reading on baseball, confusing everything, taking everybody in the wrong time direction. Oh, here comes Lori, and off the field. She's been replaced. Oh, yeah, she's gonna bat. Oh, God. I can't believe she's doing this. She's gonna be up at bat. I need a tenth runner, though. No. No, you're gonna run, you're gonna flop all around, too. Take them off. She's buddy. Yeah, she's making a lot of friends. Lori's gonna knock that thing out of the park. I just know it when she gets up to bat.
All right, this kid's gonna nail it. Oh, that's it. There you go. You're up next. People keep budding in front. Yeah, she's got to cut in. She's like, scary. Yeah. Lori. She just asked the kid if she'd run for her. <laughs> These kids are probably terrified. Oh, God. Lori's up at bat. Lori's up at bat. Oh, God. This is going to be something. All right. Here goes Lori. She's going to nail this thing. Oh! There she goes. Oh, my God. I dropped her purse. Oh, she got out. Lori got out right away. Right away. Mother got rid of her in 15 minutes. There you go. Oh, nice. But go, go. Oh, God. Oh, hit him right in the back. They threw the ball at the kid. Yeah, but, well, he said that's what was going to happen, but it was who, light. Who threw it? Is this still on? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I was doing a... Well, I didn't really do a blow by blow. Oh, tick. We'd call that a tick. Oh, we got people down at the laundry. Can we go check that out? Everybody's just so somber walking around. Yeah. Well, it's kind of... Yeah. Hot. No, <laughs> it's, it's just like I thought there'd be more. Yeah, yeah I it it's just good. these bland buildings. Although that one strikes me. Which one? The one at the end? Yeah, it looks very. Is that the officers' quarters? Did be. you look Are at the, the map? No. We could look yeah. at the map maybe and we'd actually. Club. Yeah, I bet it is. Oh, knocked out another kid on the ball field. Wow. All right, let's see. <laughs> Commanding officer's house. Did you see how those kids cut in front of me yeah. to bat? Well, you have to turn that off. <laughs> I'm not talking until you do. All right, we're turning her off for a little bit. We'll come back after, well, when it's time to go back to our first guide down there who was very personable. I forgot his name. And he's going to do the laundry demonstration, which is what we would be doing if we lived here mm -hmm. back in the day, which yeah. is just ridiculous. But who did the cooking? I want to know who did the cooking. Women. Oh, I'm sure women. Well, he didn't say that. Cooking and laundry. But he didn't say that. Oh, maybe they had cooks because they'd have to have cooks during the war. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. So we need you to tune in next time to learn about the laundry. And, and who did the cooking? Yeah, or who did the cooking? Yeah, cooking? at Fort Snelling. We're going to break up our Fort Snelling day into several segments throughout our podcast. So It's better in small doses, we feel. Yeah, yeah. So tune in. Next time, we'll do laundry. And cooking. Oh, yeah. Attention, shoppers. It's time for our product, product review. All right, so here we are at Matt's Bar in South Minneapolis. And why are we here, Tina? We're here because uh, I made a word association with Lucy Goosey for a Juicy Lucy, yeah. which is world famous, world famous. Uh, stuffed hamburger patty 
at Matt's. It originated at Matt's. And you want to tell the story about how it originated? Well, all right, I'll tell. All right, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so it turns out a guy uh, came here many, many years ago. And he said to the owner, I'd like you to make me a hamburger, but put cheese in between two patties and then cook it that way. And when he bit into it and the cheese just oozed out, he said, that is one Lucy, Juicy Lucy. One Juicy Lucy. And that's how the name just stuck. Good, thanks. Um, water? Sure. I'll have a Coke. Sure. Gonna try the juicy Lucy's. One for each of you. I'm gonna just get a cheeseburger, okay. and that doesn't come with mustard and ketchup on no, it, right? It's okay. just pickles. Perfect. Fried onions. Sure. Does that come with French fries? Fries come separate. Full orders enough to share. Okay, let's do one order of fries too. Do you want pickles and onions on your juicy? Yeah. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, we did it. We ordered our juicy Lucy, and we're ready. Yeah, it's all on. And so now we'll just take a little break and we'll uh, come back later and let you know how it is. All right, so we just finished our Juicy Lucy's. And Tina, what was your impression? Well, it was, it was scary at first because it did uh, shoot hot grease out onto my hand, onto the side of my face, onto my clothes, and onto the floor and the table. So it was very scary? Uh, and a level of 1 to 10? Uh, overall? Seven. <laughs> for the experience overall is the seven or for the flavor or what are you talking about? The flavor eh, wasn't, you know, but the grease was a little over the top. Yeah, I agree. The grease was a bit much. I wasn't ready for that, but it, it was good. But I don't know. I expected more. Yeah, me too. I just expected more. Maybe, you know, over the years, quality's not down. No, the hype. It's the hype around this thing. I mean, it's definitely juicy, no doubt. But... It's actually a burn hazard. I mean, I still feel it where I burn my hand. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can see on your face where it's starting to blister. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've the got, drool mark. Oh my God. <laughs> you've got several little blisters forming from the grease. <laughs> oh my God. It's terrible. Oh, no. But anyway, so overall, what would we say? I, I'm glad I did it. And okay. um, it's, it's a unique ambiance here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just in yeah. a neighborhood. Yeah. The bar is yeah. just on the corner of a neighborhood. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, kind of a cheers atmosphere. We got a picture next to us of Barack Obama coming in for a Juicy Lucy. And Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and then we don't know. That other one is the winner of the Travel Channel's 2010 Food Wars Best Juicy Lucy. But yeah. That bothers me because he's got, it looks like drool, but it's Juicy it's Lucy Juicy's. That's yeah. what you looked like when you had it coming down your chin. Oh, yeah. God, no. it was It was beautiful. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it, folks. It was, so I wasn't, you know. You weren't swab. imagining it. No, I wasn't swab. You no, saw we tried. We tried not to say anything, oh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty disgusting actually to watch. But 
disgusted. I'll tell you that it got on my clothes. Yeah, no, no, it was good. My good stuff. Heal, it was an experience. We're done with it. We can take that off the bucket list. Yep. And our next adventure will be probably just driving home. And ice cream. Ice cream. No, we've been okay. Oh, I thought you meant today. No, I'm talking about for the for this. Oh no, trip. we'll do something else before we Tomorrow are you kidding? Tomorrow. Oh we're yeah, going we're going to Buffalo. Buffalo. Right. Whenever you're ready to take that to the bar and she'll bring you in there. Okay, you thank you. Bye. Are we gonna leave now or all right, Tina wants to take the fries home, and we'll heat those up in the microwave at our little <laughs> at our Airbnb. So we're all done, and we are going to head out now. So that's the end of Matt's Juicy Lucy. Now it's time for Word of the Podcast where we hop out of the rabbit hole to expand your vocabulary. So today's word of the podcast, we're trying to link it with our trip to Fort Snelling, and we couldn't come up with a better word than this because we had such a great time with this young guy, and he was our docent. Right, and we had another very, very well-versed docent. Oh, yeah, his Tom, supervisor. His supervisor. Right. Um, but we'll probably get to that in a, in another episode. Yeah, I think yeah. all the yeah. In fact, he our the first docent that we talked to, he mentions you know go ahead and try to find Tom because right. Tom can hat. answer just about everything, and we were lucky enough to stumble onto Tom, and he did answer our questions. But we'll get to that later. Now in British English, yeah. docent um, has a meaning related to a uh, professor, like an under, under professor, associate professor, associate professor, yeah. professor who has not yet become tenured possibly. Right. Right. Sure. But in American English, uh, a docent is someone who usually on a volunteer basis, but yeah. I, I really don't think the, the gentlemen that we worked with or that we dealt with at Port Snelling were volunteers. Maybe, maybe the I younger, think a couple of them were, but yeah. not, yeah, not all of them. Yeah. And, uh, it means uh, to show and to, to guide people around, a, say, a museum, which Fort Snelling definitely is now, mm -hmm. or a zoo or some other. Art um, gallery. Yeah. yeah. So so we just like that word, docent. Right. And it's usually, it's a noun. Docent is a noun, a person. And um, when I use docent in a sentence, Lori. The young docent at Fort Snelling. Was fantastic. Well, it was fantastic. It was knowledgeable. Right. And very humble. And very humble. And yeah. he blew our socks off with yeah. the amount of knowledge he had on yeah. his subject. And he had very good diction. Yeah, he was. He was he, just he was all well around. Spoken. Very well spoken. Yeah, very impressed, honestly. Yeah. All the yeah, all the docents there, there yeah. were excellent. And, um, yeah, that's one thing we can definitely give Fort Snelling high, high marks on. Their docents are the best. The best docents. <laughs> the, best. the best docents. <laughs> the best docents in Minnesota. On the confluence of the <laughs> yeah. Minnesota and Mississippi rivers. There you have the it. Docents. So that's the word of the podcast, docent. docent. Use it or lose it. Please -E use it. D-O-C-E-N-T. Yep. D-O-C-E-N-T. We had a decent docent, didn't we? We had two decent docents. Oh, we had many decent docents. You're right. Yeah. All right.
Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of This Way Alice, The Rabbit Hole Chronicles. And don't forget to follow us and send us a message. Um, You can give us some feedback or give us ideas of what other rabbit holes you'd like us to go down. So this is Lori from Minnesota and Tina from Maine saying thanks again and we'll see you next time.